Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's episode 56. Episode 56 last week we forgot entirely to even mention what number it was which is not like us um it's unusual for us but also i think it it symbolizes the fact that time has ceased to have all meaning mm. Mm. um time time is irrelevant rules are irrelevant it could be the weekend maybe it's not um you know though one side effect of this lockdown is that now everyone finally knows what it's like to be a stand-up comedian because this that's is kind of what it feels all the time. That's true, and and with like uh, um, a lot more people have have that experience in terms of like no guarantee of work. Um, the yes, vague, the vague feeling that you should be doing something all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've um, I'm very good at avoiding that. Even in these conditions, I'm finding I don't have time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's how good I am at doing nothing. I'm You're, still rushed. You're <laughs> you're really good at being busy and yet completely still. <laughs> I mean, this yeah, we're recording this a bit late because I got caught up playing Death Stranding on my PlayStation. Is is it very therapeutic to play a game where your job is just to run around outside? It is, although the post-apocalyptic uh, element in a barren hellscape where no human contact is possible anymore is not quite the escapism i'd hoped it would be no that part must be quite similar is there is there no human contact no no not really everyone's a everyone's a hologram pretty much a hologram all oh, right yeah yeah because everyone because basically the, the rain um has become um able to turn put things forward in time so this so rain, the, whatever the rain right. hits, is accelerated through time. So if you get caught in the rain without any protective gear, you'll just become very old and die. So if you get caught in the rain, it's like in Indiana Jones when the guy picks the wrong Holy Grail. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But in fast rain, fast forward, f- fast forward, old guy time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm afraid the rain causes fast forward, old guy time. Um, F- wait, so F F O G T. So that so, okay. So that is is there still like grass and stuff? Because I guess the grass just keeps being grass over and over. Yeah, again. well, it's quite it's quite neat when you get caught in the rain and so the rain starts falling. You look down on the ground and it is just sprouting and dying and sprouting and dying. So it's just Ooh. all these flowers just go through the entire life cycle. It's sort of in fast forward. It's really nice attention to detail. Oh wow. Oh man, it's fucking crackers as a story. It's absolutely crazy. I've They're... I've seen I've I've seen my flatmate play it a bit. There seems to be a bit be a bit where he has to intermittently uh, soothe a, a a baby that's trapped in a bubble on his chest. That's right. That's right. You have to you have to soothe your baby <laughs> um, when it gets scared so that it can help you see ghosts. Right. I mean, but then you do you kill the ghosts by throwing vials of your own blood and poo at it. 
What? Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, much like a, a chimp, you attack things by throwing your own feces at it. So if you if you blood poo a ghost, it goes away. Yeah, it seems to be. I'm not far enough in the game to know exactly what my my shit or my piss does. Um, <laughs> or my shower effluent, which is another weapon. Um, I'm, I still don't quite know what they do, but the blood right. is working out very well. This this, but this game's from Japan, right? Obviously, I didn't even yeah. need to tell you that. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, Pierre, Pierre's I, never heard of this game. He just heard those elements and instantly knew it was made by a <laughs> Japanese person. You have to throw piss at a ghost. Is it Japanese? Yes. <laughs> I was this is um, accessible stuff. <laughs> I was talking to your friend and mine, uh, George Fouracres, friend of the podcast and very funny man. Um, yes. From the 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 white one from Daphne, for anyone who saw Phil's sketch group, uh, and me and George George was commenting on something I said to him while we were playing Mario Kart in the before time when socializing was allowed. Ah, uh, the before time. Um, yeah, the before time, and I said we were playing Mario Kart and talking about how um, I was I was a plumber driving a motorcycle through an underground Victorian mansion collecting currency that made me go faster. Um, and I just said, if you want to enjoy anything from Japan, you have to, the first thing you have to do is completely accept a total lack of context. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, the Japanese don't need exposition. And I think that's quite a freeing element, a freeing characteristic. Yeah. They, they expect, they have this, uh, such a high expectation of people to just go, okay. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. I think in the UK you'd have to go. So there's this uh, baby in your chest that you have to soothe so you can see ghosts. And I think people in the UK at every level of society would have questions. Yeah. Um, whereas the Japanese seem to just say, "Well, how often is the baby upset?" <laughs> they're immediately practical. They completely accept the conditions they're presented with. But it's such a superpower to not be bothered with explaining things like can you imagine like pokemon could not have been made anywhere else in the world <laughs> it would not have got off the ground no they would have said but people will ask why yes why are you trapping these are they animals are they yeah. animals in a ball and they can all fit in there and it's no matter a ball how of, big the animal is yeah it's a ball of lasers but they're not they're, they're not hungry when they come out or anything particularly but they and do there's eat. a competition. And do they win money? Is there a current is there a currency in Pokemon? Or is it just there, a smaller Pokemon? There does seem to be a currency. I seem to is remember. Like Coinemon or Pokecash. <laughs> like a tiny, Poke just really tiny Pokemon currency. I think it might be Poke Coins. <laughs> My Fiverr oh. is walking away. <laughs> yeah, because Meowth from Team Rocket is obsessed with money and coins. Oh, okay. Um, Very but, uh, uh, stereotypical depiction of a cat there. Yeah, offensive, well, actually, me and me and George were talking about how much stuff like when you're a kid, you're watching Japanese cartoons, and you're just sort of going like, you just have to accept it. You just go, well, of course, that's a school child. They're dressed as a Victorian sailor. <laughs> what what else would that be other than someone between the ages of four and twelve who is at school? Every, uh. 
the start of every Japanese TV show feels as if you're in the middle of season five. <laughs> right? The, 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 the intro is like seven seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Pacific Rim? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, it's great. Here's um, a Wang tip for a little isolation viewing. Pacific Rim is, you know vaguely what it's about? It's about a, the big, a people... The big mecha, mecha fighters. Mecha fighters, because gigantic monsters have returned to the Earth and they've come up from the bottom of the sea. And oh, so, like Cthulhu style. Yeah. So the governments of the world began designing and building giant robots with which to fight them. And the movie explains this all in the first 30 seconds of the movie. It's great. <laughs> they just go, uh, yeah, so a, long, a while ago, some animals came out, all the animals, the monsters came out of the ground, and then uh, the America built loads of robots, and people can control the robots, and here we go! <laughs> and then you're straight into the film. It's great. I, I love that kind of thing where a film starts with the equivalent of like an out-of-breath eight-year-old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just a kid going and then there's uh his muscles and then anyway oh, okay here we go. okay go look at it now <laughs> and as opposed to every batman movie where they have to show us the parents getting shot again and again and again yeah and and they also have to have a scene where batman goes ah oh, something about bats maybe <laughs> it's like um spider-man with uncle ben and also making his own uniform yeah yeah, at this point, we've seen Peter Parker sewing more than we, we've seen him swinging. <laughs> you, like, you'd be forgiven for thinking he sewed the webs. <laughs> what's so the, like the Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like a very, you know, home economics kind of kid. Um, what's the Spider-Man where he unaccountably tries to compete in a, some sort of warehouse WWE? Oh, that's the first one. The first one of um, the Sam Raimi films. Yeah, that that yeah. was weird to me because it's like a sort of a WWE underground version in a warehouse somewhere is a lot more hipstery than criminally, you know? It now is. I think back then, <laughs> it's certainly, yeah, it's certainly not criminally, is it? It's like, no, it's like not an threatening. Underground... An underground, highly choreographed, slightly camp wrestling scene. Yeah, and you see, like, you keep expecting to see, like, a massive Camden Hells logo on the wall somewhere. <laughs> it's like craft beer and stuff. Whereas, like, it's like, I remember someone made that joke about neck tattoos, didn't they? About how they used to be scary and now they're not. Yeah, now, it's, now you're a brewer, but it used to be like, I kill people for the Hells Angels. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> A lot of a lot of stuff that's supposed to be criminally in warehouses now. It's like warehouses are expensive, man. You can't just have a lab in a warehouse. That's good. That's a lot of money you're throwing away. I know. Yesterday, I well, two days ago, I watched Ocean's Eleven. I've never seen Ocean's Eleven before. Oh, really? Um, Do you watch the modern yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. Well, the first of the modern ones. Yeah. And they 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 do all these preparations and uh, they they bring they get together a, a crack team of eleven experts and all to break into these casinos to get all this money because they need money but they're somehow able to stage and practice all this secretly in a huge warehouse they've just rented across 
the road from the exact casinos they're going to hit. And the entire t- time, I was thinking, where have they rented this? How much did it cost to rent that <laughs> warehouse? All the paperwork that must have gone into that. How? Have they no, done that, like that a... was the most unbelievable bit of the whole movie? Have they done like a massive mock-up and stuff as well? Yeah, so they they build a replica of the vault to practice in. Right, so that's God knows how many carpenters and like <laughs> welders and stuff. And it's like, well, we we've had to we've had to hire most of uh, the New York's Broadway set designers just for this secret <laughs> warehouse, you know. There's no way not everyone in town knows about this now. Yeah, well, I always had that question with the Saw movies. Oh yeah. Where it's just like, uh, hey, we're looking for this old man who is the an evil puppet as well, and he kills people with elaborate stuff, and and the police are like, God, where could he be hiding this elaborate torture chamber? It's like, well, a warehouse. <laughs> but he's not. It's not in a house, is it? It's not. It's not his flat. It's clearly yeah, exactly. somewhere industrial, and they go like, oh, if only we had some sort of tips. And it's like, well, ask the public if they've seen an absolutely knackered old man doing loads of DIY on his own in the warehouse. <laughs> and sitting if, with, did, like, sticking, miss... sticking his... Huh? I'm I just wondering if I missed part of the Saw backstory where they established Jigsaw is just a disgruntled, retired property developer. <laughs> Lots of throw cushions in the barbed wire tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just... And and he's like sat with sticking his tongue out and doing diagrams and having to like measure things and yeah. he's having to come yeah, he's having he to built it. he's having to come around to the next warehouse and go do you guys know what voltage the inline is for the uh, uh, the wiring <laughs> on 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 the second floor I can't seem to keep the the fuse keeps blowing it must just take forever <laughs> yeah just search look for the search history of anyone looking up uh, clamp designs. Uh, timers <laughs> yeah any anyone ordering an amount of material that you'd expect a factory to order under a personal <laughs> non-business bank account <laughs> that's why i've always wondered about like thugs and batman where they're like we'll meet at the the warehouse it's like you're sitting on a gold mine of real estate just <laughs> why are you bothering s- selling <laughs> heroin if you just sell this warehouse <laughs> rent rent it live off that it's so central <laughs> yeah like well i will meet you down by the docks you own the docks <laughs> <laughs> you should be a billionaire <laughs> pikachu i choose you Come on then, just jump out of that Pokeball there, Pikachu. Pikachu. Oh, oh God. Oh, this. Oh yeah, I knew, I knew he wouldn't fit in there. Yeah. I mean, he's a sort of a middling sized mammal looking thing and this is just a tiny tennis ball it was never gonna fit in there i'm you know i'm starting to wonder if uh 
a black market uh, flower scene is going to grow up because we can't get flour for love of money. Have flour you been buying for flour recently? Flour is in the 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 white stuff. Yes. You can't buy flour. No, it's not in any shops because everyone's taken up baking at the same time. There's no flour <laughs> anywhere. I'm starting to think flour might get cut with cocaine pretty soon because <laughs> <laughs> you cannot find it. It's a premium good now. And uh, what there's going to be a, the police are going to like stick a, uh, a flick knife into the side of a bag of flour <laughs> and then sprinkle it onto a pizza base and take a bite and be like, yeah, this this is pure. <laughs> this is the stuff. Well, wait, why do you want flour? Have you taken up baking too? Well, I need it for thickening sauces mainly. Um, ah. My sister's um, baking. And um, like everyone else, I want to try and bake some bloody bread finally. It's time I got over myself and baked a bloody loaf. <laughs> what, um, what, what, do you, what, do you, what is the flour that you use to thicken sauce? It's a particular kind, isn't it? Uh, I use plain white. Oh, do you? Yeah, I just use plain white flour. I thought it had to be a particular. Uh. I think some. I think corn flour, maybe actually. Corn flour. Uh, that's. I think it. that's because it's because like, when you mix corn flour and water, you make that kind of special. That it gets really gloopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a Chinese takeaway. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's the one thing that, like, your day ends up... You, like, because we're all in isolation here in, in London, listeners, if you're living somewhere insane like Sweden. Um, <laughs> that is insane. Are they, they still going they, out, the Swedish? Yeah, they're just fucking walking around. Oh, nice to see you. Oh, cough in my face. They're just fine with it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Sweden is supposed to be the country that everyone goes, oh, I wish we were sensible like Sweden. Right. But but are they not able to do that because it hasn't got too bad there? Well, they like I don't know. Like I think it's starting to get bad, and I don't know why it wouldn't get bad. And also, are they even measuring it right? I mean, there's all these like quite like you know fiddly statistical questions. Because they they use saunas together a lot. That's a lot of shared uh, breathing. Steamy air. Mm, steamy bugs. But- but it's like, you know, you don't want to end up being like some country where they go, well, we don't have any testing kits, so the number of cases is zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like in, yeah. Um, have you seen Chernobyl? No, 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 no. But we, uh, we discussed it when you got, uh, you got in trouble with racists and animal lovers and racist animal lovers. Dog <laughs> yeah. tweet. Well, that's a separate story. But there's a bit in the story, the true story of Chernobyl, where when they're still in denial after it's blown up, they go in with their sort of um, radiation detectors, the Geiger counters. Yeah. And they, and like a dangerous level is like two or whatever. And they, these go up to 3.6 and all the experts are like, Oh, that's 3.6 is fine. It's not, it's, it's like having a microwave open, but it turns out 3.6 was just the limit of those counters. Oh and my god. The real levels were in the tens of thousands. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. It makes you when you when you watch that bit you just want to vomit. But yeah, that's I, that's uh, what Sweden has right now. They're going, Well, we have not tested any positive cases. Have you tested anyone? 
We haven't tested any positive cases. <laughs> it's like um, I, I've if you go back and look at some of the tweets coming out from the World Health Organization back in January, they were like, the Chinese government has confirmed that it's impossible for coronavirus to go from human to human. In January? Yeah, like December, January, like the early on, there was all this stuff coming out of China, like, there's no need to worry. All the doctors have been put in a special place for hiding. <laughs> All the doctors got too excited about how safe this disease was, so we had to put them away for a bit. <laughs> we had to inject them to calm them down. <laughs> they were too excited about what a healthy future there is here in the here in the China. <laughs> oh God! Has your smell returned? Has your taste and smell returned? My smell and taste is is, is back. I, I think sort of eighty oh, percent, almost almost there. So I can actually you know enjoy food again and stuff, which is again is all there is now. Are you cooking? Um, sort of. Yeah, I haven't I haven't become a baking boy yet, but it's only a matter no. of time. The um, thing about baking is that it happens in an oven where I have collected every flavor in the world, and they've all just slowly sort of mel melded together into. A, an aroma you can't clean out of the oven. So if you bake <laughs> bread now, it's, it's going to be fish, lamb, chicken, beef, a uh, cookie-flavored bread. <laughs> You're going to end up with bread that's like a sort of magical everything bread. <laughs> it's a, like a Willy Wonka bread. Like a bread <laughs> Mary Poppins pulls out of her bag. <laughs> Every meal is in this bread. <laughs> Why the first slice tastes like soup, and then the middle is the main, and the end of the bread is dessert. You know, that's what pasties were when they were first invented, the original Cornish pasties. They, they one, stuck jam in the was end, like, didn't they? Yeah, one half was meat and one half was jam. It's your mains and your dessert. You'd sort of think, like, guys, how are you really in that? How much of a rush are you in? <laughs> they, they just love mining. They just loved mining. Apparently, that's what the, the hunky crust was for. It's for dutty hands to use as a grip. So you didn't have yeah, to... you're not supposed to. You're not even traditionally supposed to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because it is just like, you know, a a what a, a a fucking sex toy of pastry that you just have to eat like plain. It took me so long to realize how to pronounce pasty when I first moved to the UK. I genuinely just thought there was a dish, an English dish called pasty. <laughs> Which I, I I thought, well, that's that's, that's very, very self aware. -aware. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's where the word comes from. If someone eats too many pasties, they start to look pasty. <laughs> uh, you you know, the sc scouse is a stew. Is it? Yeah, the word scouse comes from a Scandinavian stew that was. Very popular in Liverpool or something. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Scouse are named after a stew. A stew? Mmm, Scouse. Spe speaking of... Because of, whenever I think of Liverpool, I just think of football. Yeah. Um, as I mean, neither one of us enjoy watching sports recreationally particularly. So has that affected you in any way? Have you noticed your sports-loving friends suddenly freaking out, shaking, scratching themselves? Um, no, because I don't live with any. Uh, apparently, football has stopped. Yes, uh, but I've, I've, not I've heard that. Difference. 
what I've in, what I what 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 interested me and annoyed me is that I thought, well, now that football's stopped, I can stop doing. So if you look on like Twitter trends, um, mm. I used to have a rule in my head that whenever there was a name of someone who I didn't recognize on Twitter trends, and it could just be called like Thomas Alley or like uh, Emmanuel Adebayor or whatever, like, uh, but like, the rule was it's either a mass murderer or a footballer. <laughs> It's either the name of an American who's just killed everyone in a school or maybe like an Islamic fundamentalist terrorist or it's a footballer. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I go, the only way that someone's name is trending. And so I thought, well, that game is finally over because all the football people and a lot of comedians are football people will have to talk about something else. And instead, they're just talking about old football. (laughs) Yes, I thought the, the one saving grace of football was that it had a very short shelf life. That's why you had to keep making more football. But maybe people will come out of this realizing that we've made enough football. Maybe that's it, because the number of people I've seen tweeting about like highlights from the 1991 r- fucking Rumpelstiltskin League highlights, like they're just like, wow, see that goal by so-and-so. I think they know all the names of these people from like the 70s, and they're sharing clips and stuff. Yeah. They just think, guys, is this is a... I'm amazed that you know who all the football people are now. Never mind the fucking class of 79. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people got, went on about Game of Thrones, about how many characters there were. Oh, I can't watch Game of Thrones. There's so many characters in it. People have been watching football for three decades and know every player <laughs> that has come through every... T- These people are like London cab drivers. They, they must have a bit of their brain that's just inflated in a football <laughs> yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah, there's a little football growing off their their cortex. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, like my my favorite genre of tweet is um, people who love football moaning and whining on like the one day, like the Rugby World Cup final, when the rugby tweets are slightly more than their football tweets. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like football people tweeting like, "Oh, nothing but rugby on my timeline. Oh, how boring!" And I think, "Do you know how the rest of us live all year?" Sometimes equality can feel like oppression, Pierre. <laughs> That's the old adage. Just the idea that they don't realize that I'm sat here accidentally learning things about a sport I dislike. <laughs> I don't want to know who everyone is. I don't have room in my mind for this. I don't need it. Everyone well, do... who likes... Yeah. Uh, yeah, go for it. Oh, I, what I do like about online football fandom is the obsession with old kits, like old football kits. Yeah. Like this obsession of, of sportswear before it was actually sportswear. Especially Before Alice it was James. actually usable. Yes, Alice James loves his old football kits. But like, if you go back far enough, they eventually they just become shirts. They just become full-collar shirts. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like they're now breathable, high-performance, like, po- like plastic polymer fucking lab designs. Like in the 80s, they were like a polo shirt. And then before that, they were just like full coat and tails. And you just had to run around. <laughs> you, like the referees, yeah, dressed like a, a, a funeral director and stuff. Yeah, with like a judge's wig on because he's judging the football. <laughs> Even like the, the rugby shirts in the 90s, if you look up the 90s rugby shirts, they are, like you say, yeah, thick cotton fabric with big collars and stuff. Yeah, it must just come from, des- all these sports were designed in a cold country. 
Yeah, and just going like, and people's psychology where they just go, well, you have to have a collar. Like they never questioned <laughs> yeah. it. No, like they never let someone just go, why? Um, a collar and a pair of mustaches. <laughs> you know, it's mustaches. The, the the real word is mustaches. A mustache is just one side. Like trousers. Oh, right. So you have your left trouser and your right trouser. I think so. Yeah, I only know that from the fantastic movie Bronson, where someone congratulates <laughs> Charlie Bronson on having a, a fabulous set of moustaches. Yes, yes, yes. Which is a very sort of like arch camp, old fashioned thing to say. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> the, uh, oh, what were you saying before? The, the thing with the old fashioned. Uh, the, the obsession thick, with football the... kits. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the yeah, looking up old old football kits and trying to like uh trying to uh, trying to see it as fashion and different clothes and stuff like that. That I can kind of I can kind of get behind. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly more interesting to me because it technically counts as history. That's how I get it. <laughs> yes, <it>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it has yeah. nothing to offer me, I don't think. Apparently um Americans you can find a played... way to eat shirts <laughs> or bake a shirt. Um, apparently Americans used to play uh, used to play cricket up until the sort of American Civil War where baseball an early form of baseball got popularized in prisoner of war camps yeah that's right cricket was the top game in in, in America I'd love while. it if they still p- played cricket can you imagine Which how American they'd make insane idea it? <laughs> yeah oh man like, like when they hit the wicket like they'd probably fill it with gunpowder or something it would just explode mm-hmm People selling hot dogs on, on the green to the players. Because <laughs> a lot of standing around waiting, isn't there? Yeah, well, they, with baseball, that's why they're all just dr- they're drinking beers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. God. They'd add even more padding. They love their padding. <laughs> God, they have like, the size. Of, if, if they have that much padding in helmets for what is essentially rugby, if they take on the cricket garb, and and add an American level of insurance protection on that. God. <laughs> It'd be, be like, like Robocop. Walking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would just Do you be ever Pacific- have Gundams? Dum-dums? Gundam. Gundam. Oh, oh, Gundam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gundam, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, be like... Uh, robot things. It'd be, be like if Pacific Rim was playing cricket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, yeah. I... I, um... I remember that um, an American football team, like they they came over with, when I was at university, and they they played like our like little college rugby team, like our mini rugby team, mm-hmm. and it was a bunch of Americans who normally played American football, and their grasp of the rules and the like wasn't great. Obviously, they kept giving away penalties, but because they were used to playing with so many pads, they were like trained to be completely fearless. Yeah. So they were running into tackles like they wanted to God. die. God, they must have really hurt themselves. And well, no, they really, they really hurt our guys because it was just like, Jesus, like they, they just ran in with this level of recklessness, like cracking ribs and stuff. They were just... Yeah, because American football is essentially bumper cars. They have that much protection. Yeah, and, and you're allowed to just fucking seemingly clothesline people and throw them over the head. <laughs> it's because... like team wrestling. <laughs> yes, and because there's loads of pads, everyone goes. It's safe now until you know everyone's brain melts when they turn sixty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> gone.
Thank you for meeting us, boss. I, I just, uh, I just, I, I don't like this new guy. This new guy here, he, I don't think he gets it. I don't think he gets it. Uh, what is it, uh, what is it that you don't uh, understand about uh, our line of work? Well, no, I just, uh, well, it's, uh, no, I understand. Uh, I understand. He doesn't understand. Tell him what you told me. Go on, just, just tell him what you said. Well, um, I, I just... Well, we were meeting in the warehouse for a job, um, and I just mentioned that maybe the warehouse, you know, it's, pri it's prime position downtown. Um, it's next to a lot of, well, tech startups, and um, Amazon shipping warehouse is nearby, and um, the, the one that just across the street from the warehouse is, is like, uh, it's... I think it's fancy apartments now, I'm not sure, but it's like, you know, open plan, a lot of natural light with those skylights, and our warehouse we just use for meetings about twice a month to just, um, you know, we stand, we all stand under one bulb, and we slowly load a revolver, and then we agree to go do, you know, a, a job, and I just, I just, I feel like the space could be put to better use, you know, f to, to make money. You want us to make money without, uh, not, uh, legitimately? Well, yeah. See, I, I told you, he doesn't, he doesn't fucking get it. You don't understand. This is not about making money. This is about being in the Mafia. You want to be in the Mafia? You want to be in the Mafia? Be in the Mafia. You want to be some kind of goddamn uh, lower downtown property redevelopment asshole? Go buy a pair of tinted glasses and get out of my fucking sight. I, to I told you, he doesn't get it. No, he doesn't get it. We should never have invited him. The Mafia has never been about gentrification. Oh man, I, 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 I should, maybe I should start doing a cooking thing. Like, uh, I should start getting into making slow cooking things. You know, like a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, sauce yeah. that a sauce that takes all day. I am. I'm. I'm started making my sauces. I had a made a slow roast lamb shanks last night. Ooh, baby. Um, I make with the lamb. I like to make a port gravy. With the lamb effluent, and I, f I like fry up some shallots and garlic and rosemary, and then you sieve those out, and then you Ooh. add some cream and port and peppercorns and and all the lamb juices. Ah, oh, superb! And you try and reduce it down. Mmm. Phil, Phil, as uh, listeners, is like a, a non-cannibal Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> otherwise known as he the liked, cook, otherwise known as a fancy boy cook. Yes, very nice. My word. <laughs> Have you started getting elaborate there? I think I think in quarantine people are going one of two ways. They're getting very elaborate like that, or they're just going toast and butter every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um well I've I've kind of been this elaborate for a while now anyway. Even in the um the before times I was elaborate. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um no, now we're just we're taking turns. Me and my sister cooking things, and there's always leftovers, and just heat those up, and you find that you can actually keep going off something for a while. Uh, what what are you going to aim for when you start baking? Are you going to get really elaborate and try and bake a sort of uh, a, a Buckingham Palace bread or something? I'm going to bake a to scale replica of the outside. <laughs> 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 an, an edible outside. 
please please start by baking a to scale replica of inside your flat and so you just have to line the walls with flat breads and, <laughs> and just yeah. everything in your flat gets about half a centimeter thicker because mm. it's coated in a lower a layer of bread now i'm starting to come around to bread i've always been such a bread naysayer but it's true you're an anti-bread boy yeah i don't like bread i just think it's padding for the stomach and for the soul it's meaningless but um i've started i found a brand of bread that i really like actually what is it it is useful it's called uh the polish bakery and they make polish breads one's called um a chleb polski the chleb polski is very good they're sort of like sourdoughs but a halfway point between a king's mill and a sourdough almost they're really good all right oh shit okay you're listening mm-hmm. to bread pod <laughs> bread pod <laughs> oh man May, yeah, maybe gonna i'm gonna, um, gonna... i th- I, th- I think i think i might do one of those things where it's like uh making a a a, a, a ragu yes ragu's great or just Great like yeah, really, really slow cooking. Like maybe, maybe I'll I'll go through the effort of trying to get like one of those types of meat that if you don't cook it for eight hours, it's a lot of tough gummy nonsense. It's literally poison. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, and also um, I'll put on some music by Tough Gummy. Who <laughs> <laughs> was a great saxophonist? Um, <laughs> he beat oh, up tough all gummy. Competition. Yeah. Tough gummy. Yeah, yeah. Because he was. <laughs> he was really uh, uh, aggressive, and he had no teeth from all the fights. <laughs> but and that didn't stop him. He just him. started gumming people instead of fighting. He'd, them. he'd be like, "You don't want him to be in a bar fight with you because he'll hold you down and he'll he'll gum your nose off." I'm gonna gum you. <laughs> That's what people would shout at him from the crowd. Yeah, his, his catchphrase. Um, Welcome to yeah. the gum show. He would say. <laughs> need a license for these gums and he'd waggle, his, <laughs> he'd waggle his eyebrows and flap his horrible gums at people <laughs> um yeah man maybe i'll do one of those things where you just uh, slow cook a whole uh, uh, uh brisket or something all day because there's no one has anything to do i mean not in our industry anyway our industry has dissolved it's melted that's a great idea. Maybe I'll do a slow, a really slow number. Mm. Um, I think I think it's very surreal to have your entire industry dissolve, and it makes me feel a bit like a guy who was really good at Morse code and telegrams, right yeah. when the telephone was invented. Well, it's it's not so much dissolved as it is sort of indefinitely postponed, which is all right, assuming you can bridge this gap. But not everyone can. That's the difficult thing. Well, that's the thing, yeah. And I, I assume that by the time this comes out, they'll have cancelled the Edinburgh Fringe. That's the rumour on the rumour vine, Phil. Yeah, delicious vineyard, the rumour vines. That's right, vintage 2020. Oh, a bit young. Uh, so it's tasting young, but, uh, but it's a lot of potential. It's had a lot of time to mature indoors. <laughs> Very good. A lot of, a lot yes. of bottle time. <laughs> yeah apparently that's gonna i i hear a rumor it's gonna be canceled very very soon or at least uh canceled in as much as you can cancel a lot of clowns turning up to a town to sneeze on everyone yeah i mean something something as wide-ranging and sprawling as edinburgh fringe a cancellation surmounts to a couple of counselors saying 
Oi, you in the hat, don't come this year, please. Yeah. And doing that 20,000 times. <laughs> Did you know it's the third largest ticketed event in the world? If it's wow. all together. Third largest. What Do you know what the top are? The top two? Yeah, yeah. So basically, and, and well, uh, we're going to count the Edinburgh Fringe as all of the August festivals that are in Edinburgh at the same time. So that's yeah. the Fringe, the festival, which is the opera bit, and the book festival, that little book festival they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so top is the Olympics, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, in terms of uh, number of people and tickets. And then second is the Football World Cup. Wow. Uh, and then third is is the month of August in Edinburgh. It's 4 wow. million people over the month. Sport, sport, improv. What, <laughs> what a pattern. What, that's amazing. Sp- sport, sport. What if Romeo and Juliet was in the medieval <laughs> uh, times but in space? Yeah. Elite sport, elite sport, literally anyone. <laughs> yeah. Elite uh, athletes, uh, elite athletes, anyone who can fill in a form. Yeah, front for Cold War conflict, uh, international corruption, uh, uh, and uh, slavery built stadiums, and guy in a basement pretending to be a mouse <laughs> in an avant garde play. Yeah, very strange. I wonder what fourth would be. Fourth? Fourth. What's uh, a large ticketed event? Ooh. Glastonbury's way down the list, surely. Even though it's very big, it's nothing like that. Yeah, it maybe sort of maybe thing? it would. Maybe if you start going to fourth and fifth, it starts becoming stuff like um, Montreal just for laughs and uh, oh, um, like maybe, yeah. maybe they start becoming Burns. Maybe the fourth place is your mom's pussy. Maybe it goes like <laughs> they just <laughs> just turn into Burns. <laughs> <laughs> fifth most ticketed event is trying to watch your dad park his car into a space between two other cars (laughs) after that it's just it's burns all the way down (laughs) you know that phrase that that quote it's elephants all the way down yeah what does it mean who said it or it's, it's turtles all the right? way down. Oh, those elephants! It's turtles all the way down. It's a it's a joke or something. It's about um the the world. I I know it from. Oh, it's elephants all the way down. It's about like the world is carried on the back of an elephant. Yeah. And they go, oh, what's then, on the bottom of of that elephant? And they go, it's elephants all the way down. Yeah, that's what I know it as. Well, I know it also as turtles from the Terry Pratchett series of books, The Discworld. Oh god, books. here we go. Because in, yeah. yeah, I know. In those books the world is on the back of four elephants and they are on top of a turtle that's swimming through space. And this is Japanese? No, this see this is a a, a sort of uh uh English surrealness. Right, okay. But but a lot of the humor comes from trying to explain it, so it's the opposite of Japanese. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, um, so it's it's just a joke, is it? It's just a joke saying, "Oh, it's it's elephants all the way down." I think it's a yeah. It seems to just be like a kind of resigned way of saying, "Look, it's just this." We'll, forever we don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. This is just what it is. Just deal with it. Interesting. Yeah, okay. that seems to be the way. Well, I've only had time to look that up. 
Should we do some? Yeah, if only you weren't so busy. <laughs> uh, shall we do some correspondence? Yes, please. Nice. You got the stuff? Yeah, let me hit that. Ooh, yeah, that is some good self-raising. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ring, ring. Correspondence. Correspondence. Not Tatatek, is it? It's correspondence. We'll be doing a Tatatek next week, folks. Um, also, next week I will have a new microphone, so I won't Ooh. look like I'm shouting at Pierre from the end of a cave. It's true. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, it's all going to get uh, super, super fancy now that it's a not we live in an apocalypse. Um, yes, we have an email from Joe. Joe, he's our bro. Oh, unless it's a lady, lady Joe. It's a man Joe, I think. A man Joe. Um, dear Will Fang and Nier Povelli. Nice. Nice. He says some uh, some very lovely things, uh, thanking us for a, a good podcast, and thank you very much. And he says, so I wanted to share a cautionary tale regarding the slow poo, quick poo debate. Hmm. He says, uh, I was oh, recently lucky... With regards Putting, to whether or not it's bad for you. To, to, yeah, to yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. Sure. He says, I was recently lucky enough to undergo surgery for some pretty spectacular hemorrhoids. Wow. I had yeah. my first hemorrhoid recently. It was not surgery-inducing, and it was painful and irritating enough. I can't imagine how bad it must be to need to get it cut off by a professional. Yeah, exactly. A, tr- a bum trim. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just short side and back, mainly back. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, some pretty spectacular hemorrhoids which was quite an experience as I'm sure you can imagine well it wasn't much fun living with a large bunch of anal grapes hanging around my rear entrance horrible horrible horrible, horrible. the recovery period you say following... bum grapes all the time and I, I, will, I will never forgive you for it I hate it when you say bum grapes <laughs> I got it from Viz to be fair <laughs> oh god Lovely and it's because I drink Viz. so much wine the idea of bum grapes really hits me <laughs> <laughs> that would be the bud pod wine made from bum grapes 
Oh man, I I still laugh sometimes. Listeners, you you won't have enjoyed this because we lost the recording. But um, Phil basically said, if you want to sum up Bud Pod, it's just imagine a a, a bullet being loaded into a bum. <laughs> and I wish we had that. Oh well. Um. So. Uh. The, while it wasn't much fun living with a large bunch of anal grapes, the recovery period following the procedure was not a happy time for me or my surgically savaged bum bum passage. Mm. I fear the full details would be too much for even your scatological standards, so I will spare you. There were screams, there were tears, there were more than a little regret. Uh, there was more than a little regret. But the one thing the doctors told me was that my little backdoor friends were probably caused by too much <laughs> squeezing while sitting on the poopy throne. Yeah, that's a thing. I, I was eating humble poo when I got my hemorrhoid, because <laughs> suddenly slow poo was right. Slow poo finally had the high ground. <laughs> the lowest high ground you can imagine. Yes, and it was probably still late to get to that high ground because of taking ages to poo. <laughs> well, he probably doesn't have any hemorrhoids. I should ask him, Slow poo, actually, if he does have any hemorrhoids. Because if he doesn't, then he's got one on me. I suppose so, yeah. He's got a hemorrhoid um, on me. He's Yes, and, and basically Joe says that he's, you know, he 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 kind of uh, instinctively disagreed with the doctors telling him to stop forcing out poos now and pro and then he sort of realized oh maybe that's why I'm in this situation and says it's great to start a new decade with a freshly renovated bum hole and I wish the very best of <laughs> anal <laughs> and I wish the very best of anal health to you and your loved ones. Um, freshly renovated, recarpeted. Freshly renovated, freshly renovated, recarpeted bum bum hole. A well, repainted. Anus, lovely. Yeah, all the best to you and your anus too, Joe. Godspeed. You've knocked through the hemorrhoids, opening up more space, <laughs> put in a breakfast bar. <laughs> <laughs> put in a breakfast bar, and just it just got a lot more natural light now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're fortunate enough in this house to have a sun-facing anus. <laughs> Um, yes, my asshole south-facing. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh! You know how left-handed boxers are called southpaws? <laughs> yeah, yes. You've got a south bum. South poo. South poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. Watch out, watch out, he's a south poo. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> oh man. Um Well thanks, Joe. Yeah, thank you, Joe. We have a, a glad a to message. hear better. We have a message from uh uh from from Jack. Jack Spratt could eat no well, let's see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh he says Jack uh, Spratt could eat no cack. Ah, yes. There we yes, go. Yes. Um Morning Blue Peters. That's nice. That's nice. Uh so Jack has emailed us quite a few times. He uh, he's a founding farter. Oh nice one. So he says, I would like to submit my application for confirmation as a bona fide founding farter. 
Of course, just send in your paperwork and we'll try and expedite the process. Well, he says, alongside my frankly horrific and misjudged attempt at the official BudPod greeting, um, he's the one who suggested that you just walk up to someone and say, hey, are you having a bum bum day? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yes. Uh, and he can also claim to have instigated Koji. Wow, yes. Was well, yeah. it the, the abbreviation or the first keep jacking it? Well, I, I think I think uh, I think he coined the abbreviation. Yeah. Okay. I think the, I think that's fair to say. Uh, he says I would henceforth request to be addressed as Benjamin Wanklin, um, <laughs> Sam Poole Adams, very good, or Abraham Stinken. <laughs> Not like a founding Abraham father, Stinken. but too good to pass up. He says. Uh, in all seriousness, it truly warms my bum to hear the other Bud Podders signing off tweets and correspondence with Koji some six months after I randomly added it to an email. Yes, um, gosh. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a more valuable contribution to the podcast than either of us have ever made. It's true, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, this would also be my uncool cool thing in that it's cool to have started a minor trend and it's uncool that it's about masturbation. <laughs> uh, or the very says, uh, current Yes, very current, very current. People must be Everyone's chafing, like chafing oh, all over the country. Um, that's you have you have a really dry, crusty outside of your hands from washing your hands all the time, and really dry, crusty insides from all the jacking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, warmest we guards, Jack, and he says, "Kojif, Kojif." Yeah, keep on keep jacking on it, jacking fan, it, founding farter. Ah. Wait, oh, so we... he's calling us a founding father? Well, I guess I guess we are. Oh, he is the Kojif. He is the Keep on Jacking It founding father. Yes, I suppose he is the Kojif. Ah, he is the, co- the right. Sounds, sounds a bit like Chief, so it does work. The yeah. Koji in, in, in Chief. It's like a nice rank, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Kojif. Kojif, like Kojak. Yeah. Yes. Um. The oh, we had some correspondence technically from a colleague of ours, Philippou. We don't work with anyone. Well, uh, from a, a comedian and and listener of the podcast and all round legend, Chloe Pets. Oh, does Chloe listen? Hi, Chloe. Hello, Chloe. That's um, nice. She she messaged me on Facebook to nominate a new uh, coolest uncool. Oh, great, great! It's me. You as in Chloe or you as in Pierre? No, me as in Pierre. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've just got a kick out of you referencing yourself in the third person for some reason. It's me, um, <laughs> <laughs> Pierre. It's um, me. <laughs> how are you? How are you? The coolest uncool. Um, well, she was saying that uh, uh, it was quite a sort of m- mixture of compliment and, and, and not compliment, where she said that I have a lot of the classic signs of being very uncool, but actually, if you uh, get to know me, I am very cool, but it's like a hidden within the uncoolness. Right, right. So that was her argument. I would care to disagree, Chloe, but thank you for your contribution. <laughs> Short shrift from Wang there. <laughs> I think shrift. you get very much what it says on the on the box with Pierre, but I think the box <laughs> says great things. That would be my <laughs> uh, 
That'd be my analysis. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, wow. So uh, we got a nice uh, message from Matt. Matt Spratt could eat no cack. Night, yeah. No, it doesn't. Nice. Mm, 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 okay. Max Spratt, uh, Matt Chat. Matt Chat. Matt, there you go. Uh, hey, two peas and a poo. Very nice. Yes, a take on a classic. Good. Yes. I'm not a founding farter, but I was introduced by a friend a couple of weeks ago, and I have proceeded to binge every episode, so I am fully up to wow. date. Wow. No, yeah, insane. And no Do we have living... a term for the regressive founding farters? Ooh. Um, um, ooh, 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 ooh. What a, is it? A, in a, pis, a pistorian? A pistorian. Yes, very good. Let's do okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Matt's a pistorian. Matt's a pistorian. Um, and he's no longer living a bum bum life now that he's fully caught up. He says, okay. uh, <laughs> um, "He says I work for a laser cutting company in Bristol." Cool, cut yeah. those lasers. That's right, slice them right up. Uh, that's how they cut make me a nice big slice. Cut me a nice big slice of laser, please. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'd like a family sized laser for my tea. Uh, that's what the future's going to be like, full of people going, oh, more lasers, please, mum. <laughs> oh, my laser's cold. Everyone's dressed in tinfoil. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, I work for a laser-cutting company in Bristol, and we have made our fair share of personalised tat to go on water bottles, wooden plaques, and even engraved into marble. Wow! Greek what style. a laser. Uh, so I thought, what better way to attack Tat than to make Budpod its very own Tat merchandise? Oh my days! Now this is slightly out of uh, this is a slightly old email, so I don't know if he actually sent us this before. Uh, 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 number number weapons, Matt. This is not number oh, this weapons. Is number weapons. This is not number weapons, Matt. No, this, this is, is a, a different, different laser cutting Budpod fan. What Maybe is this it is about our... Matt's and cutting things with lasers? What is it about Budpod that attracts so many people who work with lasers? I mean, it's worrying. It, I mean, yeah. if, if they weren't ostensibly on our side, it would be frightening. Yeah, well, this is it. Uh, it says, I've attached two items I've engraved today, which hang proudly in my loo or downstairs cloakroom. I hope you like them. Uh, so I'm going to, I'll forward you the email, Phil. Have a little Great. look at these here now. One says, uh, live simply, laugh often, and jack it always. Oh, lovely! In curly whirly writing, it's very nice. And what's it? What's it on? It's on a, a wooden board. Uh, oh, and one of them, good. this is very funny. It says in uh, italics, "Don't talk to me until," right? So that's in italics at the top. Yeah. Don't talk to me until, and then underneath in uh, capitals, big block capitals that aren't curly whirly, it says, "I am a pilot." <laughs> and there's a big uh, drawing of an airplane in between the two sentences so it says don't talk to me until I'm a pilot <laughs> that's a very uh, good encouragement for anyone training to be a pilot yes. who wants a little space it's, it's what <laughs> it's what a moody teenager who's really into planes will put on their bedroom door yeah don't talk to me till I'm a pilot or like a really ambitious um, uh, person in the air force which reminds me, uh, my, my good friend Mark in boarding school in Brunei, he was really into planes and uh, aeroplanes and sort of uh, um, 
commercial um, uh, jets and stuff, and a rumour went around the boarding house that he masturbated to photos of Boeings. <laughs> that, just, that just reminded me of that. He I hope was, you're doing all right, Mark. Don't, uh, don't stop me from jacking it till I'm a pilot. <laughs> wow. Uh, so uh, Matt continues. He says, I have a most authoritarian thought of the week. The upper deck of the bus should be the quiet deck. Nice. Yeah. No phone calls, no screaming children, no people wearing earbuds so poorly made that you can hear every word they're listening to. I figure if, if I have to ride in this sweaty sardine tin to and from work every day, I deserve to do it in silence. Yes. Silence should like hot air rise. Yes, that's right. good. That's good. Uh, he says, also, in, in honor of the new authoritarian state BudPod is creating, I thought I'd create a poster honoring one of our supreme leaders. And it's, uh, it's you, <laughs> Phil. He's, oh, nice. He says, he says, sorry, P.I., I would have made one for you too, but all your photos seem far too liberal for this purpose. Yours continuously jacking it, Matt. Wow, I didn't know I had such a totalitarian look to me. To be fair, he's made you look even more totalitarian in this PDF, which we'll, I'll, I'll forward you this so you can post it. Yes, forward it to you right goddamn now. Um, I'm looking go. at my phone now. It's good tat. It's very good. We've got some very talented listeners. They're not just amazing writers. They're also craftsmen, craftspeople. Oh, nice. Bo Twang. It's got the... Uh, I think that's a Japanese Navy sun behind me, isn't it? Um, it's very similar, although it would be red on white for them, wouldn't it? Of course it would, yes. This is yellow on red. Oh, these are great, Matt. Thank you very much. Don't talk to me until I'm a pilot. It's really nice. It's really good. It's very nice. We've got a lot of wonderful, wonderful wooden treats. My word. Um, <laughs> well, it, uh, Phil, I think that... That's that, a chat that's... line I use. <laughs> <laughs> I have some wonderful wooden treats. I've got a lot of uh, wonderful wooden treats at home, if you'd care to uh, look in my downstairs toilet. Um, that's, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much it, Phil. We, we're both so busy, we have to get back to baking and jacking it. We really do, and I'm sorry to have kept you, listener, from also baking and jacking it, hopefully at a, a safe distance from one another. Well, but thank and you. Not, and, and feel free to start baking and jacking it while listening. Yes, 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 yes. Um, that was very much the intention when we made this. Yes, Something you yes. could jack and bake to. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. That was the log line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I will sound better next week. Uh, thank you for sticking with uh, this. Um, but, and I really appreciate it. I hope everyone's lockdown is going okay and that you're staying sane. Thank you for the messages. And keep jacking it for another week. Keep jacking, Keep it, jacking it two meters away from anyone else. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.